0: Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to the 97th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And it's Wednesday, and I really think you're going to love my guest today. Her name is Gina Harney, and she has been blogging for 13 years about health and fitness. The name of her blog is Fitnessista. She's also the author of the book, Hit It!, And she has her own podcast called Healthy in Real Life, which is really, really good. And on top of all that, she's a mother of two. So you know she's busy, but she's helped so many women with her fitness and meal plans. And you're really going to love this interview. So let me introduce you to Gina. Hi, Gina. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, we, my my husband and your husband, flew together, so that's how we were introduced. And when I started looking at all of your your just wonderful blog and books and podcasts. I was just blown away. So I'm super excited to talk to you about all of this stuff. (laughs) Yes. It's so nice to meet you. It was so funny when Tom came home, he was
1: telling me about that too. He's with someone and his wife is doing something so similar to what you guys are doing. So we need to connect. So Yeah. I'm really excited to chat with you.
0: I love it. Okay. Well, you are, as we were just mentioning, super busy. So you have an online fitness business. You have um, a blog that you've been doing for quite a while and you have a really great podcast. And on top of that, you have two kids and your wife. So I know you have, you're so super busy. Does that allow you to have like a set morning routine that you could share with us? So the
1: funny thing about morning routines is I'm so fascinated by them. I love reading about morning routines. I think that it can just really set your tone for the day. And I'm always interested to hear in strategies that really successful people implement in their own lives. But for me, myself, with everything going on, my morning routine is sleeping until my alarm goes off or a child comes barging into the room to ask me what's for breakfast and i basically just hit the ground running every day so i don't have a morning routine i do like to do more of a mid-morning type routine once i get the kids fed and settled and or off to school if they are going to school and that just involves me taking maybe 5 minutes to meditate this has really fallen off the wagon since Rona times began, but that was something that helped me a lot before, but I would take just five minutes to meditate and then five minutes to just write. And I have a notebook and I would just put all of my thoughts, everything that was going on through my brain onto paper. And that just helped me get into my mindset and my focus for the day. So things are a little different obviously right now, but but ideally it looks something like that.
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's good though. I mean, even, you know, a lot of times I have found that when I talk to uh, people that have children, it's very different from people who don't have children at home. Mm -hmm. My husband, we don't have children. So uh, we we're able to do a morning routine fairly easily every day. But at the same time, I think about um, busy parents and how hard it must be. So you getting in five minutes here and there, I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's good for your kids too, I'm sure. So, um, okay. So as a nutrition and health expert, um, do you take supplements? I mean, are, are there things that you think, um, that we should be taking? So I probably
1: take more supplements than the average Joe. I would say okay. I, I take a handful of different things every single day. Um, I worked with uh, an acupuncturist and she specializes in women's hormones. My hormones were just so off after we had her second child. So she has me on a, a lot of different things. I'm not a doctor, so I can't really say what I think other people should be taking, but for I, myself, some of the things that I noticed a huge difference with are a really great multivitamin. I like to take a B complex. I do vitamin C lately with everything going on, we've been taking zinc elderberry, um, what else? I have this mushroom immunity spray that I take every day. Okay. I just, I like to take all the things basically. Yes. There's also an organified greens powder that I really like. And it's just a mixture of all of these really nutrient
0: dense greens. That's nice okay. to stir into your water. Nice. Yeah. We, um, we do Dr. Gundry's I don't know. Are you familiar with Dr. Gundry? Yes, I am. Okay, so we take his vital reds pretty much every day, uh, and then when I was going, I ha- I'm allergic to fluoride, which you know. Oh is- wow! Water, right? Yes. And so I'm very careful. I don't generally drink tap water, so we're we're usually trying to find bottled water, and I make my coffee with spring water. So, okay. But, but if I drink too much fluoride, then I have my face will just completely break out in a rash. And since he has a formula that's called faces and it's, it's a green powder and it, it helped I me and it completely cleared up the problem I was having. So uh, th- I think, you know, those green powders can be, can work wonders for yes. people. So yeah, I love Dr. Gundry's uh, powders and they taste good, which is nice. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I didn't even know that he had supplements. So I'll check those out. Yeah. Check them out because the, the vital reds are more for energy and I mean, there's a whole, yeah, you'll see the science behind them. It's it's, his videos can be a little long-winded. Okay. <laughs> <the> but, <laughs> yes, I agree. But they sometimes I get hooked and I'm drawn in and I'm like, okay, I'm so interested. So yeah, it's it's really good. Um. So okay, all right. So then let's talk a little bit about on that along the same line of like routines and all that. Do you have like a certain set amount of hours that you sleep? I know this is always different for people with kids too. So and do yes. you find it critical to your health and fitness that you you know. Get a certain amount of sleep?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think that one of the hardest parts about having newborns and really small children is the sleep deprivation. I feel like when I get a full night's sleep, I can tackle anything that comes my way. But if you take my sleep away, it is like the world has come crumbling down. Um, It's funny too, because our kids have learned just that I'm a better human when I do sleep well at night. (laughs) So like, they'll be like, mom, I woke up last night, but I just turned on my light and went back to bed. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. I'm just a zombie when I don't sleep well. It just really affects me. So I try to get eight hours a night. I have something called the aura ring. I got it about, I want to say six months ish ago. And that has been such a game changer for me. It's a sleep tracker and it breaks down your sleep in the app. So you know how much REM sleep you get, how much deep sleep you get. It gives you a readiness score for the day based on your training the previous day and your recovery index. I love to geek out on stats like that. So it's been really cool to see what a difference it's made
0: since I've made sleep more. I love that. Brain. I, I have heard of the aura ring. I interviewed the sleep doctor and he actually does the aura ring for his clients. Cause he has clients that he monitors their their sleep stats, whatever their sleep stats for them. Yes. And so he'll call them and be like, Hey, uh, I noticed your sleep last night was really bad. What's going on? You know? So uh, I love the idea of that aura ring. I have not gotten one, but I, it it is very intriguing to me. I have a tendency. I'm one of those people that I'll wake up in the morning and count how many hours I sleep. Like I'm kind of obsessed about it. Okay. And, And so he was like, Heidi, I think if you got the O-ring, you know, with your sleep style, he has all these sleep styles and everything. He goes, you might be kind of obsessed about it. So I was like, (laughs) yes, I could see that. And it's really cool to see
1: how different things affect how well you sleep. So if you have a big meal before you go to bed, you don't sleep as well. I noticed for myself, if I have alcohol too late in the evening, my body's working on metabolizing it throughout the night. So my heart rate's elevated and I don't get as much restful sleep. So you can just look for...
0: Uh, Yeah, Now you're going to make me have to go get an O-ring. Yeah,
1: it's pretty (laughs) cool to see. And then now I know if I'm going to have wine, I have it at five or six o'clock instead of having it at like eight or nine o'clock
0: and I sleep so much better. That's, that's really interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I'm putting that in my notes. Um. (laughs) Yes. All right. So now on your website, which I love, you have a great website. And um, let's let's go ahead. We're gonna talk about what the name of your it's fitnessista.com, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll put that in my show notes because it really is a good site. But you have a, a phrase on there that I love and it said being fit is always in style. And I so I mean I just can't agree with that more. And fit is different for everyone, as you and I both know, right? So yes. I remember when I was about 15 pounds heavier than I am right now and I thought, oh, I can shot my way into feeling fit. Like I would just keep buying clothes because I didn't love the way I looked. Mm -hmm. And once I got that extra weight off, it just felt like, I mean, it just, it never worked that I could buy clothes to, to feel fit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then also (laughs) I love to work out. And so I thought, well, I can eat whatever I want because I work out so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, are these common challenges that you find with your clients Yes, I think so. I just think that's just so common across the board.
1: Um, And like you said, you, I think that I I like to equate fit with being healthy instead of fit fit with being a certain size or like fit with being quote skinny. And when you are healthy, you just feel better about yourself. Like you have this confidence, you have this glow about you, your skin looks better. Your energy is higher. It just transcends into so many different things. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like my whole mentality is just being the best version of yourself so that you can feel good to do all of the things that you need to do. Um, As far as the eating aspect goes, I totally hear you on that. And I think that it's just a result of the diet industry, trying to teach us to negate food with exercise. And I think that it's something that's just in people's heads. Like they eat yeah. a sleeve of Oreos and they're like, how far do I need to run to burn off these Oreos? Uh, it's it's like, so well, it doesn't crazy. really work like that. You eat the Oreos and you run, but they don't counteract one another. They're two separate entities that are happening.
0: Yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't out train a bad diet. I've always heard that it's a hundred percent true for me, so i i can I can attest to that. I don't know if other people experience that, but for me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> as I every five years, I notice that I have to make a change. Like the older I get, every five years, I'm like, okay, well, gotta gotta, you know, adjust just a little bit here and there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And our
1: metabolism just changes as we age and as we lose muscle density and makes such a big difference in how our metabolism functions. I just think it's so depressing though, because it affects women so much more than it does men <laughs> in right. my experience, at least because yeah. my husband's 40, he still eats whatever the heck he wants and will slam like double cheeseburgers and fries and shakes and just oh boy. live his life. And I'm like, I worry about your heart. Like you look great, but what are your organs doing on the inside? Because he'll, he can do yeah. whatever and he looks great so yeah i
0: i yeah I get my husband's he doesn't my husband's pretty healthy for the most part i mean he doesn't um he doesn't eat like he was way healthier when we first met than i was okay uh, so but now now i think he just he's really realizing that exercise which he always has exercise that he still you know is starting to the older he gets he has to eat just a little bit less so okay. you know, we kind of follow like we sort of eat where we don't eat a lot of white sugar, white flour during the week and Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. So we, we kind of do that, but I'm, I'm interested in, to see some, you've got some really good looking, um, recipes that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you do those yourself? Do you like come up with those? I do.
1: Yeah. Are you a big cook? I used to not be, but I just became one over time. I just really enjoy it. I think over the last year, I've kind of been in more of a funk because we've been eating so much at home, just been in a bit of a recipe rut, but usually I, I love to cook. I love to create
0: recipes and. Okay, good. Well, for everybody listening, if you go on her Instagram and go to her link in her bio, she has all kinds of recipes and all kinds of good stuff. So, um, okay. So now your book, let's talk about that just a little bit. It's called hit it, which I love. (laughs) And you, um, now can you tell us for people who aren't familiar with hit training, exactly what that is? Yes, absolutely. So HIT stands for high intensity interval training.
1: And what it is essentially is you're working in periods of really hard work followed by rest. So you're spiking up your heart rate, recovering, spiking it up, recovering. And there's so many different ways you can do this. You can do it based off of time. So work really hard for 45 seconds and then recover for a minute work hard for 45 seconds recover for a minute I break it all down in the book there's so many science backed strategies for the best ways to hit train but the nice thing about it and I think what makes it so accessible is that you don't need a lot of equipment you can do a lot of these exercises just with your body weight, and the workouts are really short really effective. So if you're working really hard during your HIIT workouts, you don't need to work out longer than 25 minutes. And the beauty of it is during that 25 minute session, you'll burn as many calories as if you were doing
0: steady state, low intensity exercise for 45 minutes. Wow. That's wonderful news. I, yes. I really <laughs> done, like I've i done boot camp and things like that, but I've never really you know, understood it that way, but I do know that when I, I'll go through phases where I'll do sprints, and okay. I'm the most fit that I am is when I'm sprinting and then walking and then sprinting and then walking. So mm-hmm. I, there's got to be something to that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's pretty cool. Your body has to work harder to restore itself back to where it was before you were exercising. So there's this thing called EPOC and that's your oxygen consumption after you exercise. And when you do your HIIT workouts, your EPOC is higher because your body is working so much harder to restore your heart rate and your tissue temperatures and so many biological processes that have to go back to normal. So in the process, you're burning more calories, which is pretty cool. And another thing too, you mentioned the sprints. That's a really great strategy to help yourself get stronger and faster over time, because when you are really pushing yourself to that speed limit, your base pace starts to feel easier and easier and you can I increase your
0: speed. Yeah. You're so right about that. I mean, you really do count any, and I didn't, that's, that wasn't even my purpose, but I noticed that when my husband and I would run together, he's like, wow, you, you're running fast, you know, and I didn't used to be a fast runner, but because I was doing sprints and I would do them on the treadmill uphill. So it was really good, but yeah, that's, so that's awesome. And and I, you also say that you can do it without gym equipment, which is huge right now because of COVID. Have you yes. found that people are like, oh my gosh, Gina, thank you so much. Because <laughs> I, I swear when they shut down the gyms, we couldn't find any workout equipment. Cause we, I'm not a big workout at home girl. Like I don't love it. It's kind of yes. social. So that's one of my social. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we couldn't find any equipment. So here we are trying to come up with, uh, you know, training at home and we're not trainers. So is that, yes? Something? we found people saying,
1: oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I myself went to Amazon just to kind of amp up our home gym a little bit and they were sold out of everything. Yep and yeah. and what was there
0: was like $1000 for a dumbbell or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's that may be an exaggeration, but
1: <laughs> Anyway, but, yeah.
0: okay, so let's talk a little bit about like the process of to on the business side of your book um just for a minute. So how long did it take to write your book? How did you get it published on Amazon cuz it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So tell us all the good stuff about that.
1: Okay, so Oh my goodness. It was such a long process. I knew I wanted to write a book when I first started the blog and I wrote so many book proposals and they were all turned down. I can't even tell you how many I wrote. I want to say it was at least six or seven and they're very beefy documents. You have to have your purpose and your table of contents and sample chapters and how you plan to market the book. And initially I just kept getting turned down because my audience was too small. Because they're not so much concerned about what you have to say. It's about how you're going to promote it, how you're going to sell it. So my audience was too small. So I would just kept trying and trying. And every time my audience grew, I would try again. And finally, my audience had grown to the point which was considered sufficient for them And I had an agent that a friend referred to me. So I went through the agent and she was amazing because she's the one who pitched my concept to all the different publishing houses and found a good match for me. So that was really exciting. And she helped me just like narrow down my concept and make sure that it was good. So that's how that one came to be. The nice thing is that they did everything for me once I wrote the content. So they're the ones who had it produced and sent out to the different entities that would, would sell it. Nice.
0: Okay. Well, that's great. That is, it's good to know because we always, I have listeners that write books or wanting to, you know, have books that they're, they have in the works and things like that. Yes. Um, so you have, your website is really good too. And your podcast. So how do you find the time to do it all? So you've got a lot going on. I mean, do you lay your week out in advance and stick to a schedule or do you have daily goals? What, how do you do that?
1: Yeah. So I try to go throughout the year and plan out any of the big events. So if I know I'm launching different products, I know when each launch is going to be. And then I sort of reverse engineer from there. Um, each month I try to just write down some of the things I'm going to focus on or themes for that time of year. So we just got Mm -hmm. through the holidays. So gift guides or holiday, usually I would do like holiday travel workouts, things like that. So kind of just theming it out. And then each day I'm more of a, like a micro level. I just like to have maybe three to five non-negotiable tasks for every day. And my list is usually so much longer than that, but I feel like if I just get through those three to five things, I feel like I accomplished what I needed to do and everything else can just roll over to the next okay. day. Okay.
0: So are you a, a visual, know, like, do you have a kinetic day planner, like one that you open up and write and mark? Yes. Okay. Oh yes, 100%.
1: <laughs> I cannot do the digital
0: thing. And I it's funny. Either.
1: Yes. And Tom is so digital and techie. Like he likes to have everything in the Gmail calendar. And I just <laughs> laugh because I'm like, I can't do this. It's really hard for me. So Same I'll put thing. the big things in there. But everything else I like to have on paper because you can scribble it out, you can move it. It makes it so much easier to well, see. And, and
0: when you check it off, it's. Yes. It's so satisfying. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, good. Well, I was just curious. That was just kind of a random question. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to to swing back around to as you were talking about growing your audience, how did you grow your audience? Like what were some of the things that you did that were successful for you?
1: Honestly,
0: I get this question
1: a lot, especially from people who have newer websites. I really think I got lucky with the time in which I started it. I started the blog. It will be 13 years ago. Oh, this wow. Summer. Okay. Yeah. So a long time ago when like the healthy living blogging was really new. So I think I got into that at the right time. But what really helped me over time was just sticking with it yeah. and trying to write content that I think would help people who are reading. So anything that I struggled with myself fitness wise or any of my personal training clients were struggling with, I just tried to dial into that and just create content that would help people and really just sticking with it. I think it's one of those things you just know if you're in it, you're in it for the long haul. Right. So you kind of just have to commit and just keep trudging along and, and put out good content and see what
0: happens. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it, I I know for me with my, my podcast that it, at first you're kind of like, okay, you know, nobody's listening. And then it, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. And then it grows every week though. Yes. It grows. It grows every week. And you're kind of like, okay, well now, now, if, now I have to really put out good stuff. <laughs> yes, exactly. People are listening, which of course, you know, you, if you, if you weren't doing that from the get-go, but I think it gets better and better. And the key is to not give up. Yes. It's so easy to give up. And I think, That's the one thing that I love. That message that you're giving is to stick to it because that is the key. Um, Yes. Sometimes we quit right before we're we're about to have a breakthrough. So. Absolutely, and I think too the
1: intention of going into it with the intention of wanting to make a lot of money really quickly. Yeah. I just don't think it's realistic. Like mm-hmm. I didn't make decent money from the blog for two years. So you have right. to just kind of know you're in it for the long haul.
0: That's right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, and if you're enjoying it, I think that was the one thing. And I, I talked to my husband about this a lot is that I, so enjoy. Like I do a solo cast on Monday and then on Wednesday I have interviews and I enjoy writing my solo cast so much. That's, it's just uh, something that I would do whether I, anybody listened or not. So
1: (laughs) absolutely. And I think if you go into it with the intention of only making money, I think people can feel that and see that too. They can tell you're not passionate about it. So it's important to choose topics and things that make you excited
0: too. That's right. And it takes you on a path. Like it takes you on a journey and just be sure to follow that, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to take a path that you're like, okay, well, I'm not sure. Some of the most, the best times I've had is when I didn't want to do something, but I was like, you know what? I, I, I had this instinct that says, you know, you should just go ahead and do that. And when I do it, when I take a, you know, take a chance, it usually works out really it something good happens from it. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, your fitness and health kind of style. I mean, you focus heavily on healthy eating, which is so good. Uh, okay. So I've heard that nutrition is about 80% of our success with being fit and healthy and all that good stuff, which I don't think is very fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Have you found that to be true? I mean, is that pretty on point?
1: Yes, I have. And I don't really have any science to back it up, but just from my experience with training people for so long, but it is funny, like I mentioned, because I think it does affect women more than men
0: like that. Yes. Yes, it
1: absolutely does. Cause like my husband eats whatever he wants. I did notice though, he, he is eating more vegetables and I think he's found the connection that he feels better when he does choose more like whole foods, but as far as an eating strategy that works well for everyone, I would just say it has to be something that is sustainable for the long-term and something that you enjoy. So you see all these like fad type diets going around that just completely eliminate entire food groups. And I just don't think that's realistic for the long haul. Like you- For myself, I want an eating plan that lets me have birthday cake and lets me have wine. And if those two things are off the table, it is not my friend. I'm not yes. going to take part in it. So I think it it really just all comes back to moderation. And I, I feel like that a lot of people say that and it's not the exciting word that you want to hear when it comes to this stuff. But right. But it, it really is true. You have to allow yourself to have the things that you really enjoy as part of your lifestyle. And then you don't feel deprived. So if you tell yourself you can't have something, it instantly makes it so much more appealing. And then when you finally let yourself have that one quote forbidden thing, you're going to go bananas. Like instead of just having one brownie, you're going to have like five brownies because you right. told yourself it was bad and you couldn't have it. So I really think it's just letting yourself have the foods you enjoy, pay attention to your hunger levels and also how food makes you feel too. So I know that a lot of sugar, a lot of processed foods, a lot of greasy foods, alcohol, those foods taste delicious, but they also make me feel terrible. Mm-hmm. They make me feel tired. I feel sluggish during my workouts. I'm hangry. I have mm-hmm. a sugar crash, just all of these things. So kind of just paying attention to how foods affect your body. I think is important. And like for for me, something I just like to do every day is I like to have a big salad or a smoothie every single day. So by doing that, I feel like it gives me a really great dose of nutrients, produce fiber. I can add whatever ingredients I want to it. You can always switch them up so that they're always exciting. It doesn't feel like you're eating the same thing all the time. So that's one thing I would recommend is a smoothie or salad. Every
0: day. I'm, one, I'm one of those people. I can eat the same thing every day and it doesn't bother me. Like I don't, I'm not yeah. a huge foodie. Like I don't need a lot of variety. If I find something that I like, I'll eat it every day. Yes, um, As long as it's healthy and it feels good, like you said. So absolutely. I'm
1: okay. the same way. I had an egg burrito every
0: day for probably three years for breakfast. <laughs> that sounds wonderful to me. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. eat turkey bacon with a little bit of almond butter on it and just um a little bit, just a little bit, not much of jelly because it's I know it's sugar, but um It's very minute amount. Okay. It fills me up so much. So I, I have three pieces of turkey bacon that are kind of crispy. And then I put almond butter directly on them. And so it fills me up. I have
1: never heard of that combo, but I am so excited to try it. (laughs) It (laughs) sounds really
0: good. Like salty and
1: sweet and creamy.
0: Yum. It's ridiculous. And it is so, it fills you up. Like I can go until lunch and not, if I have to, I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, after three or four hours, I get, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to think about lunch, But, but it fills me up for a very long time. And I have probably eaten that. I, I mean, probably for three years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I can't <laughs> wait to try that. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. There you go. It's good. It's so yes. Good. You'll have to let me know how it was. Yes. Okay. So then if you could give one piece of advice for training and one piece of advice for nutrition, what would that be if you were just allowed to give one for each? Okay. So I just talked about
1: moderation, so I don't want to use that same tip again, even though I think it really is important for consistency. So let's see for fitness. I think that you want to change up your routine so that you are not working at the same level every single day. I think that's so important. Like I, it's new Year's, So there's a lot of fitness plans floating around right now. And I'll glance through them just because I like to see what people are doing and maybe get new ideas. And oh my gosh, some of them, it's like total body workouts every day for seven days. And I'm like, (laughs) no, why are you doing that? Yes. Like, why are you doing this? And so I like to have a really nice split throughout the week. I have a PDF. I can send you the link to it, but it's about how to set up a workout plan. Okay. And it gives you ideas on how to Put in like your upper body workouts, your lower body workouts, your total body workouts, and also how to adjust your cardio intensities. Because okay. the thing is like your heart is a muscle, so you don't want to be working it to the same capacity every single day. So you want to give it time to recover just like all the other muscles in your body. So you want to have some really hard days, some easier days, some rest days in there. I, so I think that's a good rule of thumb. If you did it yesterday, don't do it again today. So that's okay. probably my that, fitness. That's tip. good.
0: Now if you'll if you'll send me that PDF link, I'll put it in the show notes because I feel other people would want to see that too. So
1: okay, perfect. Great. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So I'll send that to you. And then nutrition. I'm trying to think what my big one would be for nutrition like the moderation thing is so huge. I have this one phrase I like to use. I say, eat like a pro and I put pro in all caps. And that's just a reminder to have protein and produce at every meal. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I think that combo just really helps with preserving and building lean muscle. It helps with energy. And then when you add produce to every meal, you're automatically including bonus nutrients and fiber and you're going to feel more satisfied afterwards too. Yeah.
0: Okay. I like that a lot. Eat like a pro and that it's kind of a, it reminds you of what you should be eating. So that's yeah. good. Okay. Perfect. I love that. Okay. So now this is my happiness question because <laughs> I feel like it's one of the most important aspects of living a wildly successful lifestyle. So what is it that truly makes you happy in your life?
1: Yes, I would, Hands down, say my family. I just enjoy them so much. And I feel like with the past year, all of the craziness, and uncertainty, and worry, and sadness. It has definitely been a silver lining that we've been able to spend so much time together. I feel like this is the most we've ever spent together as a family without the kids being in school all the time. And before they would be in school all day, and then we would pick them up and then take them to dance or gymnastics or soccer. And then we would come home and eat dinner and they went to bed. And I feel like this has just given me the opportunity to really enjoy them. Like our little one is five. Our oldest is going to be nine. On Friday. Oh, wow. And they're just like so fun and so funny and crazy and just
0: I, awesome. Yeah,
1: they're the best. That's great. So, you
0: know, I I've asked I've started asking that question just recently and it and it I never hear, you know, just like it's it's usually about family. Yes. Uh, it's usually something about that which I love. I, I Of knew that would be the case though. So that's awesome. All right. So Gina, how do people find you? What's the best way to follow you and work with you? And where is your podcast? The Health and Real Life podcast? Um, where can they find that? All the good stuff.
1: Okay, yeah. So you guys can find me at my blog. It's fitnessista.com. So f-i-t-n-e-s-s-i-s-t-a.com. And that's where I share workouts, recipes, just adventures life (laughs) as a mom, everything that's going on. I'm also on Instagram. It's at fitnessista. And then my podcast is called healthy in real life. You can find it wherever you would normally find podcasts. So Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google play. And I also have a free fitness challenge that I'm doing on the 18th. I just opened enrollment for that this week. So I'll include the link for that too. If you guys want to check it out, but it's just a seven day fitness consistency challenge. I feel like so many of us had our routines just completely flipped upside down this past year. So it's going to be a way for us to just support
0: each other and get some motivation mojo going. So and I love yes. that. Hey, okay, yes. Yeah, send me that link. And I'll also put that in the show notes because right now is the time to that everybody's thinking about it. And if you know, so, so many times we set these goals in the new year, and then because we don't have accountability, we don't follow through with them. And so having an accountability partner Um, through the form of a challenge, I think is wonderful. So yes, it makes such a big difference to know you have buddies working with you and cheering you that's why we were talking earlier that's why I love going to the gym because you have your you know you kind of have a social group there and yes the same people every day and you know that hey you know you're working out together we're all in this so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm missing but yeah through a challenge you're working with other people in the same way so I love that okay good well this has been so much fun Gina and I thank you so much for coming on this has been a lot of fun it's been full of good information and we'll put all of it in the show notes so that people can read it and find you and just keep following you on Instagram and help watching everything you have that got going on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so
1: much fun to chat with you. All right, Gina. Bye-bye. Bye.